Hi, this is Mark, lead pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. Hey, Lux community. Uh, my name is JP and it's just great to be with you tonight or in the morning, wherever you may be, wherever you may be listening from. Uh, it's just a pleasure. This is my first time actually uh, sharing on Digital Church, so I'm pretty amped and uh, have really enjoyed getting to know Mark and Jen. And uh, tonight I'm just going to share a little bit about, you know, the message that brought us together, uh, Mark and I, and just connecting and praying and getting to know each other. And uh, it was very much around the heart of the Father and God being a Father to us. And this, this has been my life message for my wife and I. I have five kids. We've traveled all over the world, about 35 different nations, uh, sharing about the love of the Father uh, to the fatherless. And there's nothing that, that moves my heart, that speaks to my heart more. It's in my testimony. It's in my story. I'm going to share a little bit of that tonight. But um, this was the message that brought Mark and I together. And... I can honestly say to you today, I don't believe that there is a more important understanding or experience that every person needs to have on the face of the earth today than is to meet their father, is to meet their first father. And we'll get into that in a minute. But if we want to get real, if we want to get if we want to get really real with life, we want to get real with what's going on, and we want to see answers. We want to see solutions. We don't just want to talk about problems. We don't want to just talk about opinions. And there's just, there's a million of them floating around right now. And we all know that. And we really want to get to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is the matter of our hearts. And what is going on inside. All the other stuff is just an extension of what is taking place within us. And... The heart level conversation, you, you can't go there without really going to God being a father because it's his greatest attribute. It's his greatest expression of who he is. It's the image that Jesus fully embraced and said, I want to represent. I want to carry the image of my father to the planet and I want to reveal him. I want, I want people to see, not me, but I want them to see him in me. And you guys, our world is going through in a major identity crisis. <laughs> I don't think we can doubt that. There's, there's huge identity issues. There's huge identity pain. There's huge identity um, misunderstanding, brokenness, striving, seeking, trying to find who we are, trying to find why we're here, trying to find wh who am I really? And that's, that's where this message becomes front and center, is because if we want to see the healing that we want to see across the world, across generations, across so many different things that seem impossible to bring together, we have to get to the root. We have to get to the source of everything. Otherwise, it's all really just going around and around and around again. And I don't want to go around and around again. And I don't think you do either. And there's one force, there's one heart, there's one uh, 
power that can actually draw us into our identity, into who we really are, put us together, make us whole, make us healed. And that is God, as God is our first father. And this was, again, this was the message that Mark and I began to share with one another and share the journey of how we have discovered and grown to know him. And tonight I'm going to jump in a little bit from Galatians 4, and I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. If you guys want to, want to plug into that, it's a, little, it's a newer translation, but I think it really draws this out. And uh, in verse 3 of Galatians 4, it says, So it is with us when we were juveniles, when we were young, <laughs> when, we, when we didn't know stuff. We were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. But then that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come and God sent his son born of a woman born under the written law. Yet all of us, all of this was so that he could redeem and set free all those who were held captive by the written law, by the rules, so that we could receive our freedom and our full legal adoption as his children. And so that we could know for sure that we are his true children. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, my father. You are our father. Now we're no longer living as slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because of this, we can access everything our father has. For we are heirs of God through Jesus, the Messiah. That's a lot. There's a lot in there. But it really speaks to the heart that when we... When we were young, when, when we don't know what to do, when we don't know who we are, when we don't know how to act, when we're struggling to find who we're called to be, we, we become slaves. We become slaves to forces that hurt us, things that are in the world that we can't see that press on our minds and our hearts and just begin to tear us up. And there's this heaviness that wants to hit us. And God's saying that that was the time when you were young, but I sent Jesus Christ. I sent my only begotten son so that he could pull all of my sons and daughters that were in waiting, that, that couldn't figure out the way yet. I'm going to pull them all out of where they were, and I'm going to pull them right into where Jesus is, right into where my firstborn son is, so that they can experience everything that he has. And also so that they can have the same cry in their heart answered, which is, who is my father? God himself is my dad. God himself is my daddy God. And so the boldness in which Jesus lives and has lived is living today because he's loved, because he's secure, because he's confident in who he is. We, through him, get that. We get that same thing that Jesus had. And I love the word in scripture. It talks about the word Abba. Abba 
is the father, is the Hebraic word for father. And it, and it, and it comes from those, those very, actually it's very simple, simple um, background of that word. Is it, it's the word ab, ab, ab. It's like a syllable of a baby. It's like the syllable of a child when, they, when they're first making their sounds. Their first expressions, calling out. It, it actually came from a very simple place. But it's a very innocent, pure place where we cry, oh, who's there for me? Who's there for me? And so God put his name and said, I'm Abba. I'm your Abba. I'm your father. <laughs> and that when we let that in and we, when we're able to be healed from maybe all those disappointments when we reached out, that God says, I want you to get so deep with me that you actually begin to groan as a child waiting for their father and I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be there for you as your father. And he was there for me. And I'm going to share that testimony in a second. But um, there's some powerful truths. There's some powerful truths that we come into when we embrace God as a father. Not only as a savior, not only as a king, not only as... Um, a leader, not only is it an example, but we get deep down and we truly make God our Father. Things happen to us. Uh, when, when, we, when, we, when we share about this in the nations, um, oftentimes I'll, I'll ask a question. And uh, I don't make anybody raise their hands. I don't say, you know, you know, I don't make them answer this out loud, but I'll say, if somebody came up to you, if somebody came up to you on the street, and they walked up to you and they said, who's your father? What would be the first person that would come out of your mouth? Everybody kind of looks. <laughs> like, I, I know that maybe the answer that he's looking for. And I said, don't, don't try to think of the answer you should give. What would be the answer that you would give just right out of your mouth? What would be the first response that you would give? somebody asks you who's your father and some people will, will shout out and say it like I, I would say my biological dad I would say you know most of the time it was that and and there's that's not a wrong answer but it's not the first answer we should give it's not the original answer our first father we think of who's my dad Actually, the first thing that should come out of our hearts, naturally, organically, beautifully, effortlessly, you could say, is God. God. Who's your father? God. Not the church answer. <laughs> Not, you know, what's the answer the preacher's looking for? God. But God's word says that out of the abundance of our hearts, we speak. So when our hearts are full of, of, of what we think we know, it's the first thing that comes out of our mouth. So there's a deep work that happens that God does. And we overlook this sometimes because we think, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the Bible says that God is my father. But da, 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 da. <laughs> that means it's not rooted 
It's not rude. And I lost my father about um, eight years ago to leukemia while I was in Africa, sharing the gospel to about 5,000 young Zambians. <laughs> it was one of the hardest experiences of my life. But it brought me so deep into the fact that in that moment, I needed, I needed my first father. I needed to know him even more deeply than I knew my, my biological dad. And God began to work in me where he began to get so deep, where he began to really help me to understand that it isn't just a church answer. It isn't just the right answer that I should give. It's the real answer. It's the real answer of where I'm from. Who is your dad? God is my dad. I come from him. I was born of him. I was reborn of him through Jesus Christ. I was a slave and now I'm a son. That's not just a good verse. It's not just a good preaching moment. It's not just something I absorb in my head. It is the truth of what I've become. And I've agreed with it and I've made it my own. Finally, <laughs> I identify that God is truly my father and he will never fail me. He will never leave me. He can never die. He can never reject he is born into me and I'm born into him. And so this verse and these verses get deep down into our roots. And if we let them, they bring the identity that we're all looking for. That I, like, who am I? What am I? What brings me significance? What gives me peace? What gives, what will people notice me? All of those things that we seek from the world. And man, guys, Everybody is trying to get their needs met. <laughs> They're trying to find someone, something to identify with. Trying to pick a side, pick, pick a cause. Something that gives me purpose, something that gives me significance. And God is saying, I bore you. I, I, I will be your rock solid identity and assurance and I will set your path. I will be the one who will set the path of significance for your life. I will be the one that will make those needs met. I want to be the one that makes a way for my children. Not the world, not even in their good intentions. But man, my Abba, my Abba's going to make a way for me. And when I was, when I was uh, 16 years old, I want to tell you just my first encounter um, with my first father. <laughs> you could say my first encounter with my first father. Uh, I, was, I was sitting in uh, my classroom in northern Minnesota. And, you know, the people say, well, God encountered me here, there. I got encountered in math class in my sophomore year of high school. So God can really work anywhere. <laughs> he can move anywhere. And I sat there with my books, not paying attention because I hated math. Didn't want to be there, waiting for it to be over like every other day. God chose that moment in my, one of my most worthless, I felt so worthless and so bored and empty, those moments to encounter me. And as I sat there in my desk, I'll just tell you like I, like I know that it happened to me. 
I felt a presence and I'd already heard, I always heard about God, you know, God's presence, God's presence in church. You know, we want to have God's presence. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And well, today, that day I met the presence of my father. And it came like a hug and he wrapped, it was like somebody was standing behind me in the desk and I felt these arms wrap around me and hold me. And more real than I've ever felt a physical hug it was warm. It was strong. It was, it, it just held me like I, and I couldn't move. And in my, in my broken orphaned heart as a teenager, <laughs> I thought God, oh, I thought, oh man, God's here to judge me and condemn me because I'm bad. Um, God's here to tell me all the things that I've done wrong. I've been to church. I've been to youth group. I've done the deal, but I really haven't believed any of it. I've done it for my parents. I've done it for other people. As soon as I get out of that place, I want to be, I want to do exactly everything but that. I want to be cool. I want to be accepted. I want to be affirmed by my friends. I want to fit in. I want to have lots of girlfriends. I want to just do whatever I can in that moment to make me happy. And this youth group isn't making me happy. And so in a moment, I felt all this conviction, all of this condemnation, like, oh, man, the judgment of God is about to hit. And then God began to speak. And I could hear it as clear as day. And he said, Son, what are you doing to yourself? And I would not forget the word and, and the way he addressed me. He didn't address me as problem child. He didn't address me as youth group rebel. He didn't address me as pain in the rear end. <laughs> Bad boy. He addressed me as son. And that broke me. Because I was pretty hard on my parents. And I thought, well, if I can get by them and I can escape them, I'm going to be free. Little did I know. <laughs> there was somebody much bigger watching. And he said, son, what are you doing to your life? And I began, at that moment, as soon as he spoke the words, I began to weep. I began to be convicted in my heart about all the stupidness and all the fakeness and all the phoniness that I was living in. And then I got a picture and it was like God in an instant, he brought me 15 years of history in the future. Like I could see my life where it was heading in this present direction. And at the end of it, I was broken. I was, I was in rags and I was on the side of the road, waiting to be left for dead. There's, there's a story in the Bible about that, but that was me. And the fear of that moment came. And I don't know if it was a physical, like I don't know if that was physically how I was going to look in 15 years, or if it was spiritually what I was going to look like. It was in my heart, well, the way my heart was going to look. But I, I said, man, that is an accurate picture of what I am becoming, and I don't want anything of it. And I cried out, and I kid you not, and I was a very timid, want to fit in, want to do everything that I, I can, not to make a scene, want to hide, hide in the sidelines, not to be noticed. 
it was like all of these emotions, all of this brokenness, all of all of this rejection that I had felt was just coming up and it came out like a volcano. That's how I can describe it. And I shouted out in my classroom, Jesus, save me. I, as just like that, and, and I knew that probably everybody, I'm sure everybody was looking, what in the world is happening to this guy? We knew he was crazy, but we didn't know he was this crazy. I didn't care. For the first time in my life, I didn't care what people thought of me. I didn't care what people perceived me. I didn't care about my outer image or the identity I was trying to form. I couldn't believe that God himself would come to my class, put his loving arms around me, show me who Jesus is, show me what I was doing to myself, and say that I have, in all the things I could do as God, I came to visit a 16-year-old broken young man. And I finally got it. <laughs> like, God sees me. He knows me. He cares about me. And he chose in that moment to say, JP, you are my son. Stop this and come home. And I just, after I shouted, I like really gave my life to Jesus. Like I didn't just pray a prayer because <laughs> they told me to. I said, God, I, Jesus, I need you. I need you to bring me home. I need you to take all this stuff. I need you to take all this brokenness. And I need you to heal me. I need to come home to the father that I just felt. To what, whoever that really was. Still processing at the time. That's the person who loves me the most. I want to go there. And that's it. I became, by my own admission, I became a son of God. And it, ever since that day, my life has been completely changed. I met my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time. But within two weeks, I met the woman of my dreams. Ended up being called to the nations, starting a path where I was able to share that story around the world to millions of people who had never heard that God is a father. That was my encounter with my first father. And I pray tonight that whatever it is for you, if you've had that or you haven't had that, that you will have that. Where all of the other stuff becomes nothing compared to my source, my Abba. <laughs> I'll close with this. In, in one of the first verses that I read, it says, that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come and that's exactly that's why I wanted to use this translation tonight because that word fulfillment is exactly what happened to me I went from frustration to fulfillment I was in total frustration life and total frustration thinking I was bound by it everything wasn't enough everything just didn't meet the need just didn't hit it would hit it for a while, would fade, hit it, try another thing, try another thing, try another thing. And when I truly turned my identity over to God and said, God, you're my dad, you're my father, lead me, raise me, father me, I can't do it by myself. <laughs> I tried, I failed. 
I went from frustration to fulfillment. I've had fulfillment life. I've had fulfillment thinking about how I think about life, how I think about myself. The fulfillment of God hit me. And there's nothing like it. And so I just want to pray tonight as we, and I know we're going to have a little bit of time maybe to chat. Um, I don't know, Pastor Mark's going to jump on here with a, with a giving moment. But I just want to pray. I just want to pray for you that whatever this meant to you tonight and that and however God wants to make and see that happen to you because I know he loves you. <laughs> you were conceived in the heart of your father before you were conceived in your mother's womb. I'm going to say that again. You were conceived in the heart of your father before you were conceived in your mother's womb. And to truly become who you are and who you're created to be, you have to come home. And that is through relationship with Jesus Christ that takes me home to my father. It takes you home to your father. So God, I just thank you for every heart, every person that's watching right now that you love that you have begotten, that you have named, that you have conceived and said, I want you to be. Whatever that encounter has been, Lord, if that has already happened, let it be stirred. Let it, let it come to life again and the power and the specialness of that moment just, just hit them again. And if it hasn't happened, God, I just thank you that it will, that the heart will be open and you will flood it and that there will be an openness to say, God, I want you to be my dad. I want you to be my source. I want you to be my beginning. You are the one that loves me the most. And I want to have that kind of relationship with you. So God, I just give you praise. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the lives that you're changing, the identity that you're forming, the security, the power, the peace can finally be ours in Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.